0: Stocks and bars Yo, it is Stocks and Bars, the stock market hip-hop podcast The only place where you will find financial information mixed with hip-hop And today is the Hip-Hop Edition We got my man DJ Step 1 with me And we're going to talk about top 5 caliber artists that you may not consider for your top 5 So you might want to stick around for this conversation Let's go I got my clique ready to use the money they got From jobs and courage and teaching them that it's not so hard I'm doing this making, investing pop You law is extra, you tuning in to Stocks and Bars Yo, it is Stocks and Bars And it is the Hip Hop Edition And this time, as always, I got my guy with me, DJ Step 1 So, intro time! My guy here has been super busy, right? This is actually my first time tapping in with him for a while because last time it was a sound and he's continued to take that to higher heights. He was recently featured on the news. My guy's been getting it in everywhere he goes. Everything just gets better. So I got to Give my props to my guy DJ Step One for coming back to the show. I know he's hella busy, and I appreciate you spending your time with me. So, yo, Step, what's going on with you, man? Nothing, man. Just been working.
1: Just been doing my thing as much as possible. Yeah, you just got oh. that
0: tired sound. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: definitely. We living oh, up, man. Got...
0: Just, oh. Oh, <laughs> <good>. <laughs> it is. Hip hop time, hip hop. This is one of my favorite times of doing stocks and bars, man.
1: Because hip hop heads, make sure real quick if you out there listening, um, tap into my mix cloud. I just did like a, a mixtape called Dapper Dan Drip. Okay. Uh, so if you into like that golden era hip hop, sprinkled in with a little bit of like, I did one song from the late nineties, um, just because it was like acting as like a sample for a beat. Okay. Check it out, man. It's an our mix. Um, it aired on a radio station here. Um, okay. definitely check it out. The extra, if you haven't checked it out, check it out. I think you I would, would definitely enjoy it. Um,
0: it's clean, so you can play it in the car with the kids. That's what's up right there. See? Been busy, got mixes yeah. together out here on the radio. My guy is always in the mix, man. So let's jump into this one right here. All right, hip hop edition. We're gonna talk about non-top-five rappers. And this is not a slight to anybody. Not whatsoever, all right? I say non as in that artists that people do not typically include in their top five, but they are top-five caliber. So mm-hmm. we got to think about artists that have been consistent enough to actually be in the top five but continue to get overshadowed by the names of everybody who usually gets listed in the top five. So there's going to be no Jay-Z, Nas, Big Pac. Those names are not going to be in this list. We're going to talk about a few hip-hop artists that should be in that top five conversation, but just don't get there, all right? So I'm going to kick this off easily, all right? My number one that I feel like... You're going to order really Nah, nah, we ain't going in order, but I'm just going to go ahead and kick out my number one that I feel like people really do not include in their top five when they talk about top five artists. All right. So this artist came out in early 2000s, late 1990s. Yeah, late 1990s. And he was with DJ Clue and he has been consistent since he has come out at the young age that he came out rapping. Right. And it's been spitting fire for so long. But people do not mention this guy when it comes to top five, maybe top ten, but definitely not top five. And this guy is fabulous. Why isn't fabulous included when people talk about top five? Let's talk about that. What do you think, Steph?
1: Um, Because fabulous has never had a classic album.
0: Hmm. Okay. Like if
1: you think about it, people love that Soul series mixtape and oh, some of the yes. mixtapes he, he did, but I don't know if those would be considered classic.
0: You don't think the soul tape a classic?
1: Nah, I don't think it's a Aww. classic. Uh, soul I don't
0: think tape not classic?
1: Yeah, I don't think it's a classic. I think that he's had he had some classic material on it. Okay. But the whole project is not a classic. If you if you think about it, Fab. Fab's thing is, he has this interesting like polarity. Yeah, where like ladies rocked with him in the early two thousands, and then dudes kind of rocked with him when he started dropping. Dudes always kind of rock with Fab because yeah, we knew he Fab had bars, had
0: that that fan base. bars.
1: But he had more females, and then the females kind of dropped off. The dudes kind of stayed, but it's just interesting because like. I don't, when, like, you know, the mixtape that he dropped, the uh, summer, um cold, what is it, cold summer? Cold summer, yep. Yeah, when he drops those, I don't, I'll listen to him but I don't jump to listen to them. I wouldn't, I, I <laughs> Fabulous is probably a top 50 MC, but I wouldn't put him in my top five. as a, As a matter of fact, I can't think of an album that he dropped that I go back and listen to. Not one? No, I listened to a few cuts, but not like y'all. Let's uh, start that fabulous album, solid album. Yeah. yeah, I
0: think I think Soul Tape hits classic for me because I I liked all of the series that he did. Uh, what was mm-hmm. it? Three of them he did, right? Soul Tape yeah, Three so. was the last one that came out, mm-hmm. and I thought that he stepped it up on each project. And then after that, you know, he continued to keep his buzz. But the tape that really put it on for me was the Fab and Jada tape. Now that was oh, the uh Freddie vs. Jason. Yeah, see, now there's I would I consider another classic right there. You can listen what to that. What would you consider a classic
1: because of Jada or classic because of I don't consider that a classic? I think that I was consider... cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, but do you consider that a classic because of Jada or do you consider that a classic because of fabulous?
0: I think. Here's what I think, right? I think Jada stepped up Fab's game. I'm going to put it that way. Because, <laughs> you know, Fab, I'm not going to say he's never he's ever been lazy on any bars, period. Just, he's always been solid. But when it came to that tape, we know what Jada was going to bring, right? But I feel like Fab was the underdog on there. And when he came in and he he was going punch for punch, with uh-huh. Jada on each track, it was like, oh, okay, Fab, this is what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. So because of that, you know, I give the nod that really, Fab really shined on that tape. Jada did what we knew Jada was going to do. But mm-hmm. I think Fab really came and surprised people that he was hanging with Jada all that time, even though he's never been a slouch. But I think he surprised people. That's
1: true. Okay. All right, I'm, I'm going to get my first artist. um And this is a person that i think should definitely be at least considered for top five yeah this person came out in the 80s as part of a group the group had these one of those major like hip-hop classic songs and then it's most groups somebody the strongest member branches out goes solo yeah and when this artist went solo he started to work with you know people from the east coast not production team but you know artists from the east coast Used artist from the West Coast. Him and Pot got a classic song together, and that artist is Scarface.
0: Scarface. I agree with you. He should be.
1: Considered. I think. I think that the thing with Scarface is, is that because the area he came up in, and the fact that he's from the South, he does not get as much recognition as he should be, especially mm. for somebody that had a career. That I would say probably peaked in about 2002 when he dropped uh with the fix. Yeah. yeah a lot yeah. of people consider that was a five mic album, but you don't never hear him mention, at least not maybe in Houston, maybe in the South, but you don't ever hear him mention yeah, in the outside the top of that five. region. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: if yeah, face face is interesting because, like you said, he's been in the game, he's got the longevity. But for whatever reason, when it comes to the scale of MC, he doesn't get the slight that people often give other artists, right? Because he's he's not super lyrical. He's he's a. Uh, well, what's a good way to describe it? I he's not know. a
1: pun. He's a he's a, a gangster rapper, punch but he's line. a yeah. He's not punchline or super metaphor, but he's very. He's his deep. verses is, is very. Almost like I want to say deep and very like painting pictures of what you can yeah see. yeah you get what I'm saying so and I think that that shouldn't disservice him because he is not lyrical he's lyrical but he's not lyrical in the sense of saying something clever he's more yeah. lyrical in the sense of it's almost like a southern Nas without the metaphors he's more philosophical yeah, lyrical yeah, than yeah
0: than anything else yeah face should be Somewhere, somewhere. If mm-hmm. if we, we got to branch out of our top fives, and you talk about top ten, faces got to be thrown in somewhere in those mixes. I ain't got to say it's be consistent in the yeah. top ten, but somebody got to be like yo face, you know, just like Andre three thousand often gets you know thrown in. The yeah, top five, top five. Yeah, I mean he's from the south, and everybody you know respects what he's brought to the game. Yeah, so they often. You know, throw him in. Like, what about what about three thousand? What three stacks? You know. Yeah. You
1: know. <laughs> and it'd be like, yo, I mean, he got it, yeah. but you know, it's just one of them things where it depends on where you at. Like, if yeah. you we located in the Midwest, I know you from New York, but being located in the Midwest is interesting because you get all those different sounds, so you get to pick up more. Yeah, I would say unbiased top five. Yeah.
0: But who um who was your second artist? All right, my second artist right here is somebody that's from the West Coast. Came out late 80s, yeah, late 80s, right? And he was with a group that everybody knows about. That was a record breaker, in NWA. So we got guy. the same artist. <laughs> he should get his respect, right? Because he's the first guy who really shined when it came to the contracts and showed everybody what it really is about when it came to business and this guy's ice cube, right? Ice cube should definitely be considered when somebody talks about a top five. All right. He's also sort of like Scarface where not super lyrical, but he's definitely a arsonist when it comes to the bars. When you listen to face you, I mean, not face cube, you definitely get where he's coming from and it's clear. That's what I like about cube, man. You always going to nod your head and he's got I ain't going to say the hottest beats in the world, but he's got banging tracks, period. When you listen to it, he's got flow. Cube should be considered when people talk about top five, man. What you think? That was my number. We both had the same number, too. That's the OK. Funny
1: so you you like. Yeah. In your head. <laughs> yeah, it was in my head. The Ice Cube. Um, you got to realize something. Ice Cube was a game spitter. Yeah. And, and it, it made sense when he was on Wax. So he was lyrical in that game-spitting type category. The thing with, with Q that's interesting is people forget that he's dropped classic albums.
0: Oh, yeah. Lethal Injection.
1: Yeah. Lethal yeah. Injection. Some people say America's uh Most Wanted was classic. So he's dropped classic albums by by himself. People forget about Death Certificate. Oh, Like Like all these albums Had These great Um Songs And all these words To to live by And then obviously He dropped dropped One of the biggest And best Disc records of all time With no Vaseline
0: Vaseline Yep
1: It's just that The thing that Overshadows Cube Is the fact that On the west coast He might get those props It's another thing where But when everywhere else He might not have He doesn't get those props And also People know him More for the movies now Than The, the raps
0: yeah over time o'shea got a a family name out here <laughs> yeah
1: like it's like boondocks the dude the thing that make family movies remember that episode <laughs> with thuglicious <They> <laughs> for those for those that don't know um it was this rapper his name was thuglicious him he was in the trunk with riley they was about to they got kidnapped and they was about to die and thuglicious said one of the funniest lines ever he was like you know when i was younger i used to look up to ice cube and then riley comes in and says the beep that makes family movies and he was like yeah obviously a kid don't know used to rap and then thuglicious goes this is from the boondocks cartoon goes yeah i used to want ice cube to come and kill my whole family (laughs) like start dying laughing that was that was hilarious, but yeah, you no, know, like Cube Cube doesn't get the respect he deserves, especially absolutely. Cube, especially Cube
0: is up there, man, and he's one of the first guys that actually made that transition into Hollywood and set the tone, man, set the the bar for what people can actually do when it comes to being in hip hop and then making that move over and being successful at it. Because we've seen guys actually get in there get a cameo. And then, you know, that's, that's as far as it goes, but he built a brand off of it and it's continuing to eat off of that. So he was actually the the artist that was able to be on both sides and be successful. Yeah, You can't really see that too much, man. Cube definitely gets his props in my book, man, for being top five, even though I may not personally mention them, but I think whenever these conversations come up, you gotta bring up cube, man. Somebody and gotta you, bring that up.
1: And on top of that, last point, Q was probably the first artist to successfully go from one coast to the other and make grab production to make music. So when you oh, linked yeah. up yep. with the bomb squad, I don't know if there's any, ever been like a time where, you know, a West Coast cat went in before that and got with East Coast production, or East Coast cat came and got with West Coast production.
0: I wonder if Ice T did it. I gotta dig that up. Because Ice-T, you know, he was out before Q. Yeah. I don't know know if he
1: did it or if he just stayed on the West Coast.
0: Yeah, who knows? But I I know, you know, just watching Ice-T, because he's one of my favorites, too. He always talks about how Schooly D influenced him. So I wonder if he he reached out and did anything as far as production-wise from the East Coast. That would be something to uh, dig up.
1: That would be interesting. So I'm going to go to my number three (laughs) since we had the same two. You'll probably respect this. It's funny because we are starting to follow a theme and the theme is people that were in groups. Now this (laughs) came out in the um, early nineties and they had a big cultural impact on hip hop coming from New York, coming from the East coast. Now the interesting part about this group is they come from one of those forgotten boroughs. So it's not like Queens, the Bronx, or um, Brooklyn. Yeah. And, you know, this group had probably the best acronym in hip-hop history. You can see where I'm going with it. The member I'm actually choosing is who I think had the best solo albums. He might not have the best solo career, but had the best solo albums. And that would be none other than Tony Stark's Ghostface Killer. Tony Stark's
0: Ghostface Killer. Yo, Ghost... Ghost. The only reason why I think he gets slighted is because people don't understand his rhymes, right? Yeah. When when people hear it, you know, they often make fun of him, kind of like how they make fun of Cam for going Rudy Tooty, Fruity Hooty, right? Yeah. But then when you actually go to the lyrics like .com or whatever and you look at it, it's like, yo, Ghost was spitting, right? <laughs> yeah, he <it> was
1: definitely.
0: <laughs> yeah, nobody caught on to it because they always listen to it with the funny ear. But as a hip hop head, you can listen to it and you'd be like, oh, okay.
1: Yeah. I got it now. People think Ghost was just straight like lyrical miracle. The other thing, too, that didn't help Ghost was Ghost didn't have. He's had maybe two to three hits. So the all that I got was you. But that's Cher- like Chesla a hard Ghost. song to listen to. Cher, Share Share's Ghost.
0: Yep,
1: and then the um get it get it you back like that with Neo.
0: You think that was it? I thought uh Daytona 500 might have been it, or maybe that I'm was a hip hop like head. A, <laughs> yeah, I'm a hip hop head. That's <laughs> yeah, like a, a great <laughs>
1: hip hop song, but I don't think that was like I love the video. On the video was nothing but speed oh, racing.
0: Yeah, that was hard.
1: But um, like yeah, the thing the thing with Ghost is um, Ghost made. Out of the Wu Tang members, to me, his albums stayed consistent even after they. So, since from Iron Man all the way up into um, was it Bulletproof Wallets? Bulletproof Wallets, yeah, yeah. I think his albums was pretty consistently good. Like, remember, he was rapping over uh the uh.
0: La, 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 oh la, yeah, yeah,
1: la. yeah. yeah. <laughs> like so, he was, and he's always been in that creative, fine, innovative I mean. lane. Yeah, like the thing is, and like you said. Cam Cam is funny because I'll be telling my girl, I'm like, you don't understand. Cam actually can really rap. He's like a really good rapper, but she just thinks computers putin, boosters booting, shooting that I do the shooting. like, nah, I'm like, yo, he has bars. He just, he said it himself. He dumbed down his bars to become more commercial. Yeah. I think Ghost never dumbed down his bars. So when you like think about nutmeg, scientific robot, like when he's saying this, it's all rhyming, but you just think like, "Yo, he's just rhyming." Until you start listening to the lyrics,
0: he said, "Rhymes is made of garlic." Come on, man! Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> like nobody catches that until all of a sudden, when they really think, it was like, "Oh, rhymes is made of garlic." All right, that means you can't bite it. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's one of those over your head moments, but that's when he was spitting back then, and nobody caught it.
1: Yeah. But no, Ghost, Ghost Ghostface is one of Ghostface was my favorite Wu-Tang member.
0: Ghost is your favorite. All right. All right. You who, know, who, you,
1: see, you like a method man.
0: See, now you already, you in my head. That's who my next artist was gonna be, right? Because I didn't oh, no, ruin him. it. Nah, nah. You ain't ruin it. We good. We could do this, right? Because meth I feel like doesn't get the respect that he also deserves because Wu-Tang clan as it as it is right now. You can argue that Method Man was the artist that really brought it to the forefront, right? Because you, mm-hmm. you had the RZA, you had Raekwon, you had Ghost. Ghost, you know, at that time had the bag over his face because you no one even knew who he was, right? The guy who was the, the the member who made it wild was ODB, but the guy who made it calm and fun was Method Man, right? And he was the guy that I felt like stood out over the group, and everybody in the group, you know, has acknowledged that too. That Method Man was that guy to to bring it out. So I feel like meth, when we cut co- we talk about the top five artists, somebody's got to be like, yo, meth has got to be in this discussion, and here's why. Yeah. So what you think?
1: Yeah, you know what, Method Man. So this is the interesting part about Method Man cuz Method Man honestly has always been the most culturally or pop culturally relevant Wu-Tang yeah, member.
0: Yeah.
1: Um but To was raw. Yeah, it was. Bring the Pain. Mm, mm like that, was it? That um release show Delf. I think the problem is those next few albums was just like eh. <laughs> and then you got you got these projects where you had these projects with um red man red yeah red man that and it's like yo if I think about it how many projects did they drop two uh
0: they did I think blackout they did, they did the blackout blackout two yeah yeah I think they only did two because the blackout two came out like in years later out, yeah. ten or something like yeah.
1: That. So it's funny when you think about Method Man's career, like the main album that you think about is Takao. Takao. And then after that, it's just like features, 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 features. Like I, like even like when you think about it, you think him and Red Man was doing all this stuff. And really they got Blackout, Blackout 2, and maybe the How High soundtrack. soundtrack. But that had other cuts on it too.
0: So like, yo. Did you hear the Meth Lab? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, now you got to go back too. All right. I'm going to listen to your mix and you listen to the Meth Lab. Okay. <laughs> the Meth Lab, Meth lab 2. And I know he's coming out with another one, I believe. And then I also think he's coming out with a solo project with Havoc. Okay. How soon? But yo, Meth, I believe should be up there just for consistency purposes because his bars never fell off.
1: No, they didn't. I
0: mean, he he got into the acting thing too, and he also remained consistent with that. And he actually got better at acting, which Same is, like he got better at bars too. To be real, oh yeah, he he stepped it up too on that yeah. on that note. But Method, man, I believe he should be considered when it comes to that top ten just because he has been consistent over time. And you, you brought up a good point that the albums haven't lived up to what we feel like a method man could have delivered. But I still think that because of his presence for bringing out Wu Tang and then also being able to be everywhere <laughs> and be mm-hmm. consistent at what he was doing, puts him in that nomination for me. So who you got up next?
1: All right, so this is going to be, I'm gonna make sure I wrote this right. This is going to be somewhat controversial. Oh, okay, I'm with it. Cause somebody can be like, who don't? So this artist dropped they dropped the album in ninety seven and nobody really heard it. And then they kept going through the underground circuit. And eventually they dropped an album in 99 that blew up. Now, the interesting part about this artist is as this artist at one point would be considered top five. But now I don't think anybody considers him top five. And people will say that this artist is great lyrically now is really good at putting words and rhymes together but they don't rock with his music. Mm-hmm. And what I would say is his music during the early 2000s was good. His music during the the mid 2000s was terrible, <laughs> but then he got back on track with one recent album and then the other one was just okay. And that artist is Helen from the Midwest the city of detroit eminem
0: eminem okay okay <laughs> i like i like him have we had discussion before where I, I don't put him in my top five for various reasons but i still like him and i think that he should be at least considered for top five when people do bring it up but go ahead what you got man
1: I mean, I kind of broke it down a little bit too much <laughs> with the gang, but because I understand why he's not. Like, he's very lyrical. But those albums, some of the, those albums after Eminem show all the way up into Kamikaze was terrible. Yeah. yeah. Point blank, period.
0: Yeah. And I, my point is, I think Eminem, the way it sounds to me, just like he sounds like he's Trying too hard. That's yeah. Like, like I said, I feel like at this point in his career, he shouldn't. It shouldn't sound like that to me. It should sound very comfortable and like and, you know, it sound like um, a vet. Yeah, yeah. You know, I just wanted to be feeling natural. That's all. It feels like he he wrote it, he erased it, he wrote it again, he erased it. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh-huh. <laughs> that's the way it feels to me. I don't know. That's, that's how I just feel personally. I ain't knocking what he's doing. I still like his work, but that's how I feel. I feel you. All right. So, next guy I got on my list, right? He was also in the group when he first came out in the early 90s. All right. And this guy has been very consistent when it comes to his music, too. And he had uh, hit, after <laughs> hit, after hit
1: after hit. Okay. Before I got him, too. All right. No, then, I don't. All
0: right. So, I know you're talking about though.
1: Smiles from Smiles and South Star. Let's go.
0: Now, the guy that I'm talking about right here doesn't get the props he deserves for being in hip hop as long as he's been and being around top spitters and also holding it down. And this guy is Buster Rhymes. All right. Yeah. Buster Rhymes to me does not get the props that he deserves for the longevity, for being relevant. For this long, like Buster rhymes to me should be in the top ten or top five discussion when people bring it up. So what you think
1: you right? I don't know why i'm I'm that's another guy to me. I just didn't get into Buster rhymes as much as everyone else, yeah, um, uh, and then the thing is, do you consider him to have any classic
0: albums? I think the anarchy to me is a classic okay. album um uh extinction no extinction level event I did not think was classic um the one the one that he said he took 10 years to make that was the the most recent one that he he did distinction
1: again. level event too
0: yeah that one I thought was was almost a classic level for me but definitely I think Anarchy for me was a classic one like he he's definitely had
1: hits. Yeah, "Pass the put your hands where your eyes can see. Yeah, dangerous. Um, baby, if you give it to me,
0: I give Brian it to Gary. you. Yeah,
1: yeah, the song with Janny Jackson. Um, he has shined on the Chris Brown. Look at me now.
0: Oh yeah, he blazed that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, I just he probably should be mentioned in the top five. He's he's had a lot of longevity. But I don't
0: know. I think it
1: well, maybe I'm just one of them people that just overlooks and just forgets about them.
0: That's what I think happens to a lot of artists because you get you get the chance to be at the level that you're at, right? Mm-hmm. And then you, you're overshadowed by some people who just get their names thrown out more, you know. And I think that Buster Rhymes just falls flat because of that. You know, no one's gonna no one's going to say Jay-Z, Nas, Busta Rhymes. I, I don't think people are going to typically say that, even though yeah. I feel like that should be part of the conversation. But they just don't, you know, because they're not Busta fans. You know, yeah. it's, it's very easy for you to say the names that I already mentioned. But when you bring up a Busta Rhymes, somebody's going to go, uh, well,
1: uh yeah, <laughs> like well, I, I did. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess. <laughs> Leaders at the new school was cool.
0: Yeah. <laughs> As I
1: combine all the juice from the wine, he, love, he love, bring Listen it back to the wine.
0: Yeah, so that's mm-hmm. that's what I think, man. Buster gets the slight because of that, man. So who else you got next?
1: I think this is my last artist. Okay. Jesus, Because we had the same artist. Was that your fifth one or your fourth one?
0: That's my fourth. I got one more after you.
1: Okay. So originally I had on here Kanye. But I actually do think Kanye, because Kanye doesn't write his raps and all this other stuff. But as far as musical, like hip hop, I'm mute. Like, yeah, he does get his prop. But I changed it because I thought about it. So this person came out in the mid 80s. I'm I'm actually going to skip it so I don't give out too much information like I did before. <laughs> I got I got LL Cool J. LL. OK. OK. If you, if you think about it. His career, like his prime of his career, as far as like not movies, but actual music was from 1985 to 2002. Okay. Maybe a little bit longer if you can count head but he had to hit with the love you better. Yeah. That came out really? 2002,
0: 2003. Neptune's,
1: like, I mean, yeah. If you think about rappers from that era from 1985, None of them lasted that long. That long, yeah, yeah. Like, none of them. You talking about, he dropped Ill Bomb, what, in 99? And that got him back
0: on the radar? Yep. You talking about. Well, who shot you, I thought, got him. Well, no, he was consistent before that. Never. That was 95. Yeah, that was 95. When he dropped, who
1: shot you? And then he dropped whatever it was after, who shot you? But you talking about somebody dropped, hey, lover, doing it. Etc. Etc. Like that. That put him in that goat category. I'm actually looking I'm up because I'm. Up. Yeah, I want to see like he, what he,
0: he come up with the term goat. I think he did come up with the term goat. His album was called Goat.
1: Yeah, the the Goat album. Yeah, which actually was a solid project. It yeah, wasn't it was. the best.
0: That was best that was 99, wasn't it? 98, 99, something like that.
1: That was 2000 because after okay. Phenomenon. Was terrible. Remember something, yeah, like, a benign, benign. <laughs> something,
0: something like, like a phenomenon, something
1: like a phenomenon. Yeah, but to be real, yeah, it had four, three, two, one on it.
0: That was with Method Man on there. <laughs>
1: yeah, and of course it went platinum. Yeah. But when he dropped, yeah, ten had, um, you know the the song uh, with for real, I can love you better. Yeah, and then I think the definition had head sprung. I don't, I didn't like head sprung, but mm-hmm. whatever, whatever the the thing is. Like, My I don't remember team the team. single off of the goat, but whatever it was, uh,
0: single. I just that one.
1: I'm looking it at it. Yeah, no, Ilbom was definitely on it. Ilbom, yeah, maybe maybe he just went straight um hip hop with it. But yeah, that was when um that was when he kinda made that comeback. Cause I people didn't like Phenomenon, right? And then he came back with Go. And that's when like the heads kinda got back on him. Yeah.
0: Yeah. My, but my joint was the hard one with uh Prodigy on there. Queen's Is.
1: Yeah, so mine's was back where I belong with Ja Rule. Okay.
0: Yeah. yeah. All right. I I got one more. One more. All right. Okay. This, this guy's uh the last down south guy. Well, kind of kind of Midwest slash down south. He was born in the Midwest, but lives in but lived in Atlanta. Hilarious. And this guy also came out with consistent projects, and when he first came out in early two thousands, his album didn't sit with me at first, but then. I listen to it. And I'm like, all right, this is pretty solid. But I'm going to go ahead and, and get right to it, man. Ludacris. Ludacris, I believe, yeah. should be in discussions when people talk about top 10 because he embodies MCing in every aspect. When you listen to him, he is very lyrical, one. All right? And two, he's battled people and destroyed them. <laughs> like, Ludacris, to me, is... How can I put this? Very clever at how he puts his words together. He can freestyle. He can make a high song. I mean, the guy can really do no wrong when it comes to making music, man. So what do you think? Why are people slight and looted when it comes to that top five talk?
1: So this is interesting because I I, had, I feel like I had a conversation recently about Ludacris. I was listening to um, Area calls, right? Yeah. It's because his single, certain one of his singles, did not age age that well. You get what I'm saying? Like it didn't age well. It didn't age. Like, so when you listen to Area Coast, it comes off as kind of corny. Okay. 702, 304. Like it just <laughs> it just comes off as like a little bit too corny and comical. But the interesting part is like, other than fantasy, like, some of them, like Fantasy, A's well. I think Saturday actually age well.
0: Saturday is definitely
1: age yeah. well. Yeah, and then moves right it moves. Flash. It actually age well too. Yeah, but like some of the other ones, like that was played heavily on the radio, was like, uh, I think Ludacris is seen as corny. I actually agree with you. Like Ludacris is seen as corny, but he shouldn't be considered corny. Yeah, like go ahead. Ludacris is the type of rapper that when you listen like you don't think he has bars and then when he spits like no he has bars. Oh yeah. When you go back and listen to some of his music like that, that Theater of the Mind album was a actually like a really good album. Yeah. But he he wasn't a gangster rapper.
0: That's where I think people because he came out on the I want to say yeah, pretty much the tail end of what it was. Gangster rap Right Because That was he, Early he dropped 90s in, Go ahead
1: He dropped in 2000 Yeah And the thing is Like most rappers Were Gangster Like yeah, we, I talk about this Because I always give Kanye props Kanye came And he wasn't gangster Ludacris Wasn't Gangster But he Did talk about Some gangster Stuff
0: Every now and then Yeah Yeah Yeah, he'd
1: be like I pop you It was still <laughs> like Move you know, punch, move, it's is like punching somebody. Yeah. Where Kanye was, you know, rapping about when it all falls down, self-consciousness and stuff like that. Yeah. So the thing with, with Ludacris is, is that since he wasn't gangster and some of those corny singles might come off as cheesy, that's why he doesn't get the respect. But when you go back and listen to, like, some of those albums, like, they had, like, really good cuts on it.
0: They did. They did. And his albums are entertaining, right? Yeah. I listened to Chicken and Beer the other day and I was like, this is a this is a nice album to listen to and also get a good funny out of, right? Because back then that's when skits actually had value to <laughs> make you laugh and entertain you as you listen to the album, man. So I I enjoy a good Ludacris album. Ludic should be considered when people talk about top five anywhere. Anywhere yeah. Period. On any coast, all right I,
1: I think. I think so. I think yeah. the the most common thread is it's usually when people don't get that top five, it's usually because they either a came out too early, so people forget about them. Because we could have mentioned somebody like KRS One,
0: yeah. yeah,
1: um, or a Big Daddy King,
0: but we didn't.
1: Big yeah, guys. but we didn't. Or we didn't you just didn't have the longevity. Can't.
0: They didn't have yeah. the longevity. Like you said, the artists that came out in that time frame, they did not make it past basically like 92, 90. right? Yeah, I think KRS-One
1: made it to 95.
0: Yeah, because he, he did MC's act like they don't know.
1: Yeah, he did MC's act like they don't know. Um, And then Black Cop. I think Black Cop oh, came out. Black on. Cop, yeah. But other than that, like, no, there wasn't a Big Daddy Kane record. After that, but it's so interesting because that early golden era hip hop, that music will hold it up to the test of time. Yeah,
0: it like, definitely will. It will always be held as the, I don't want to say the renaissance because the 90s is the renaissance, like the, the yeah. original music for what everybody understands hip hop to be. This is the established sound of what hip hop sounds yeah. like until this day now. If your ear can't pick up what that was back then, then you don't recognize it kind of as hip-hop.
1: No, I agree. Because like, think, of, think about it in terms like this. Like the early 80s was like Melly Melanin was cool. Yeah. But it didn't sound modern. But by the time like Rockem came out, by the time, you know, L.L. got into his bag, because do you, how much Run DMC do you listen to?
0: I can't say I listen to anything past the eighties, the mid eighties, you know, I don't,
1: I don't listen to much run DMC period. And I understand the cultural impact they had. Right. Right. But it's like, you know, I can listen to like Kane. Cause you could tell there's a difference between how the way they was putting together. They bought like run DMC is like, I go to school and I do my chores. Then I go (laughs) eat food for the
0: poor. You know me. And I know you. Two plus <laughs> two is what we do.
1: You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> like there was there was a, a different in the the lyrical capability back yeah. then. And then RUM was yelling on every track.
0: <laughs> we critiquing everything they did back in the eighties. <laughs> yeah, no, but they they had to establish that.
1: But when it comes to that, like. 87 or 86 through like 93, that hip hop is that hip hop is crazy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's chef's kiss. Like you put on some
0: craft at that point in time. Yeah. Like you said, the guys who really changed the game, period, in my opinion, when it comes to the 80s, Rakim, one, changed the way people rhyme, two, Cougie Rap, three. These I gotta three, put KRS-One put... before Cool G-Rap. You gotta put KRS-One before it? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I gotta put G-Rap before it only because I believe his style right now is what branded a lot of hip-hop for what it would it continue to go on into. Uh-huh. What led into the renaissance. That's what I, I feel like for G-Rap. Because I believe, you know, what, what KRS-One did, it was kind of like a hybrid for changing. But at the same point in time, still kind of keeping what the essence of hip hop was, you know, because I mean, even his group, Boogie Down Productions, right? Yeah. I mean, all of that was still, you know, rooted in what the, the elements open. of hip hop was yeah. at that point in time. Okay, Yeah, so that's my opinion.
1: Yeah, I feel it. I think yeah. i was I was still put carous why I think Kooji rap added that New York gangster element to it, yeah and the the way like he that that's when it was more important to introduce like a new rhyme pattern rhyme scheme and rhyme style, so like I had this conversation before, I'm like, yo, the reason why Biggie was so impactful was because the way he rapped like the way he put his words together. Forget what he was saying. The way he actually put his words together was different than everybody else at that point. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people realize that. They think it's just about the mu- just about the music he was making. But it's like, even if you listen to Illmatic, if Nas is not inventing, it's almost like, I always say Illmatic is the end of that golden era hip-hop era. Okay. Because his flow was still like, it was still A B boom bap boom bat. You kinda get what I'm saying. And Biggie came with like all these different kind of rhyme patterns. It was elements of that boom bap, but
0: but the way he style. was putting
1: the stuff together was crazy.
0: That's a that's a good conversation. I believe Big L can also be in that conversation too, because he was one of the guys that essentially, if he would have, you know, made it to the level that he that everybody else got to, would have changed the game. Period, because his wordplay was beyond years of everybody else that was rapping at that point in time. There was nobody else like Big L when he was on the scene.
1: Yeah. But you know what? The lifestyles of the poor and dangerous came out in what 95. 95, yep. And it did, it just, you know what they tried to box? They saw the success of Biggie and they tried to make him. Yeah. because like that first that single um it's big L and like you got this chick singing on the hook and it's like yo dog he's spitting these hard punchline bars <laughs> and you trying you got this smooth beat like it don't work like that.
0: you try to ll him up you know, in like, that yeah. <laughs> this don't fit his his uh caliber right here all right he's so like, let's Let's change it up here, man. Let's let's go into what we got going on for the stocks here. All right. So stocks at bars. We talked about that. The hip hop edition. Anybody who has somebody that should be in the top five, make sure that you tag the show on Twitter, stocks at bars, and we had that conversation via Twitter or IG wherever you at right now. Tag yeah. the show, stocks at bars. So. Now, stocks, stock market right now is insane. Everybody is getting frustrated. It is being wedged. All right. It's been in between a range for quite some time. And people have been hitting me up like, I'm losing. I'm losing. And I'm trying to tell them, be patient. Be patient. Now is not the time to get involved in the market because it's going through a churn and you will get burned. So be patient. Wait for the signals. And at that point in time, the market will break out. So on that note, I have been pretty, pretty stable, right? And when I say stable, I've only really picked up maybe two things. And the one thing that I picked up recently was another dividend stock and it's CRF, all right? It's a REIT and it has a high dividend yield. And that is why I picked it up. I use that as a hedge against inflation. As the market continues to churn, I can hold these shares and continue to make a return that's going to be pretty decent. And I don't have to worry about what the market is doing. I don't care. I'm going to get my dividend and I'm good to go, man. So you said CRF? CRF. Yep. I picked that up. High dividend yield. And that's all I care about right now while the market continues to do what it wants to do.
1: You said, oh, okay. Yeah, I see it. Yeah. So basically what I've been doing, this is what I would suggest any like novice or beginner investor, or anybody that can't stomach the ups and downs of the market. One is I've been saying this for the past year. All your blue chip stocks have been was on sale last year. Yep. It's too late like, now. Yeah. So like <laughs> your, your, your Amazons, your squares, Apple was on sale. If we are in a wedge and we can't figure out which way the market is going, put your money in your brokerage account and just wait. Yep. Just, just wait. That's the best thing to to do. Yeah. Because at this point, like I put more, I put the money in my brokerage account and I'm just waiting to get back in those, some more shares of those blue chip stocks. Like that's the, the, the best thing to do. Like if you bought last year, let me go to my I started a separate portfolio portfolio. And I only got three stocks in it. Those three stocks is Amazon, Square, and um Stone. Stone is my growth stock. Okay. Amazon what well, went down, but Amazon was up 20%. Now it's at 6% because of what happened. Okay. For when I bought it. But Square is up 26%. Like the stone stock I bought. And keep in mind, we had it down. At least my portfolio was down today. So I'm, I'm saying this to say like, just be patient and keep putting your money in. Because if we do, eventually this year, like always, even if Rebound. we get out of that wedge and it rebounds to the up position, is you're gonna pull back, and then it's like you said, the market is set to go up, always. Right. right. So we get out of the wedge. It goes to the to the wedge shoots up to the top right. Then you just gonna have to wait till they pull back because it's about to set new highs, and then you have to figure out <laughs> using your support, resistance, everything to buy back in. But At least you have the money for when it does do a little pullback, and the pullback's not gonna be major. It's just gonna be good enough to where you can go like, okay. I think this is setting a new support level. Let me go ahead, dip my money in. I'm going to have to be higher. Or you might get lucky, which might break down to the low part.
0: Then you scoop
1: up. You scoop up. But you got to have your money prepared. Like
0: prepared. You said the thing that most people don't do in the market, which is just have patience. A lot of people suffer from understanding that they should be in the market every single day. When you do that, you got to think of it just like gambling, right? House always wins. So the more chances you put yourself in the situation to lose money, you probably will. So you don't need to. Exercising that patience is what's going to be critical from you growing into the best investor that you could be period. People need to have patience in order to understand this game better and let time do all the heavy lifting for you.
1: Yeah. The the only thing I'm looking for right now is a good AI ETF. Hmm. Like I wish like Vanguard had a good AI ETF. Something, something where, well, hold on, what's VGT, VGT, something like that, where I can put my money into people that is more trustworthy with it. And I can look and say, well, what AI? Because the thing is, like, AI is the future. And I'm into still in the growth stocks, but I don't want to pick one company. I'd rather have like a very solid, not going to go down ETF from a trusted company. Like, yo, okay, this ETF is going to grow slower, but at least I'm invested in all these different AI
0: companies. Yeah. And you're diversified, which people also don't take advantage of too. They lean a little bit too much risk into one stock. And that's what tanks your portfolio really fast too.
1: Yeah, so if if you can get that, like if I can find that solid AI ETF, I'm good. Because the th- the thing is this, like Stone is a company I'm invested in; they have good numbers. Um, and they got pulled back, but that was a stock that Warren Buffett, according to somebody in our group chat, Warren Buffett was interested in. Um, we know about Amazon. I feel like Amazon and Square, even if they're stagnant. They're never going to, they're staples for society, for the, you know, the world's community. Right, right. they're they're not going to go anywhere and they're going to continue to grow
0: because they know how to grow revenue.
1: And they're already profitable.
0: Yeah, I just got an Amazon. I'm looking for that to get back to around 120 is what my current read is. I got in at the 102 strike. You got the shares, but I got the option. So the option yeah. play right now is at 102. And I'm just looking for that to do what I think it's going to do, which is get around to that 120 mark. And then I'll, I'll let that thing go. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm ki- like, because the thing is this in two or three years from now, Amazon will probably be back around like the 200 mark. Yeah. Yeah. So just keep it. Right now, my average price is $93. Oh, you averaged up then? Yeah. Well, the Good thing time. is, I actually originally bought it. I actually averaged down. I originally bought oh, okay. it at like one twenty. Oh, okay. When I first split, I bought it at one twenty, and then it dropped down to eighty. And I didn't panic. I'm like, oh, this is chain time. <laughs> so you see, it went from my average price went from like one twenty to ninety three. So you know, I was up here like, yeah, he was oh, like, yeah, was like, no. yeah,
0: yeah. I'm the man. <laughs> yeah.
1: People, people in the chat was like, man. I think it's gonna hit sixty. I'm like, that would be my best day if it hits (laughs) sixty. Like, please hit sixty. Same thing with Square. Square, my average price is like sixty three dollars. So, when these companies dropped, I was just like, it wasn't. It wasn't to me. It wasn't much to talk about.
0: It was just time. Uh, It's go time at that point. It's it's go time.
1: Yeah. Now I don't have a. I don't have a problem averaging up any in companies because I look at this more unless it's like this is not my trading portfolio Yeah, yeah. this is the retirement portfolio yeah
0: it yeah. doesn't matter you're going to hold it long term anyway so chances yeah. are it'll, it'll go up yeah but shout out to the guy who let you know that Amazon was going to go down at eighty eighty five. <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> shout out to Sensei Extra like, he like hey. 80 85. I'm like alright just yeah. keep my coins ready for that and there it was yeah it in there ball. i got i'm gonna be real i got
0: impatient it hit 86 and i was like that's good enough for me <laughs> that's hey listen people who want to get in stocks when you do an analysis like that and you see that it's close to there absolutely because i'm not sitting here telling you that's going to hit 80 and all of a sudden bounce up it could hit 83 listen that's that's good that's good if we're talking yeah. about 80 is the floor and you get it at 83 that's a three dollar potential loss that you can sit on i eat that all day man that's that's what's yeah. up
1: i eat a, i eat a three dollar loss rather than a three hundred thousand oh, yeah. dollars absolutely waiting for 80.
0: yeah people need to realize man you got to be ready to pull that trigger let's go like you said no talk let's get the walking let's get it going yeah exactly all right, so let's wrap this one up. This was a great episode, man. I hope everybody got entertained by what the top five should look like from everywhere in the US of A. Somebody should be bringing up one of these artists that we brought up. And if you feel in any of them, tag me, tag the show. Let's have this conversation anywhere because we always talk about hip hop. Don't forget to follow me on YouTube where I give you the chart analysis every single week accurately all right accurate you got all of the videos showing you where the market has been make sure that you check that out that's Wincrease increase on any social media where can they find you at step
1: uh make sure you follow me at dj step one on instagram i'm also on facebook but mostly on instagram and tiktok at dj step one also follow soundbender underscore institute Yes. And make sure you follow at Montre underscore Augmentaverse.
0: Yes. And shout out to everybody in Montre, man, because I see y'all doing your thing. And yeah. I'm rooting for you. I'm still rooting for you. And anytime that I can help out, man, and show up and be support, man. You know, I will be there. That's no doubt about it, man. Appreciate it. All right, so that's it, man. You know what time it is for the bars, and let's have an enjoyable week. Peace. Let me get this beat for a minute, my G Put a little finance spin on it Let's go Yo, this time goes by The S&P index can make you 8% return a year Want to learn about them stocks? You can learn a hit Spring I've been a beast Arise with for minute each. No longer will my pen repeat a message That I murder peers. That I did it, shit, I'm about to murder this the Black man rapping about finance Confirm your fears, music now belong to us Yeah, yeah, you heard it here Every single word I share is produced to increase your confidence The poor economic state we in, yeah, I'm stopping it Looking to this podcast came, but yet I cocked it Nobody else can give me these bars and them stocks to get Came a long way from hallways with crack valves Now my income goals that I hold getting scratched out I'm the proof of the truth you can lack out. Ain't no time better than the present Take your chance now. I said, ain't no time better than the present. Take your chance now. The stacks and bars. <laughs> all my gold to the riches. All my all my to the riches. My theme is all about making the green. No one can stop me. Try your style, sloppy.
1: All my gold to the riches. My theme is all about making the green. No one can stop me. Try your style, sloppy. The stacks and bars. The stacks and bars.
0: stacks and bars.